This is Locked On Gamecocks. You've got Smitty here with you, and there is so much happening with the Gamecocks right now. Frank Martin and company trying to force their way into the NCAA tournament. They've got Mississippi State on deck. You've also got spring practice rolling along. And just a little while ago, I was with some of the players that will be key on this year's Gamecocks uh, 2020 team and their reaction to Mike Bobo and what he's doing offensively. I was with tailback Deshaun Fenwick. He likes the fact that they're going under center some. Also, wide receivers and Joyner and Shai Smith. I asked them also about the roles they may play in special teams. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Also got to speak with a defensive coordinator, Traveris Robinson. Uh, you know, and all that's going on with that Gamecock defense because they're replacing three of four starters along that defensive line. But this time, they're going to be a lot more versatile and experienced on the back end, kind of back seven toward the front. I mean, if you start looking at the names even, they're going to be a part of that back seven, including J.C. Horn uh, and Mike uh, Ernest Jones, Mike linebacker Ernest Jones, uh, kind of a, a breakout star a season ago for South Carolina. But they lose Javon, Javon Kinlaw. He's going to be, you know, that's a presumptive first rounder. So now can players like Zach Pickens step in? What about Jordan Birch in the pass rush? Well, we got the opportunity to ask uh, Travaris Robinson some of those questions, and we'll get to that in just a few minutes. Also, Women's Hoops gets the overall number one seed. That was revealed last night. More congratulations to Dawn Staley. I don't know what else to say about her. She is a superstar. Uh, and that women's basketball team just carrying the torch right now for uh, the Gamecock athletic programs. So impressive what's happening with Dawn Staley. Um, also, baseball at Furman later today. South Carolina trying to get back on the winning track. Uh, you know, get some good vibes rolling. They are at Furman playing at Floor Field. So a great opportunity to showcase uh, Mark Kingston's program to the state. That's one of the reasons they take that trip. And uh, Furman's played well, so uh, not an easy trip for South Carolina. But we'll update that game tomorrow. We'll, we'll get back in the world of baseball tomorrow. We've also got Rick Sanford, the first first-round pick in Gamecock football history, joining us in our final segment. So right now, let's talk spring practice. Uh, let's start. We'll go defense, then to offense. Traveris Robinson, not necessarily pleased with... Uh, some of the things that they, they did last season in terms of not turning the football over. So what are Traveris Robinson's defensive goals? What does he think this defense should accomplish? And, and... Yeah, yeah, I normally don't want to give up any points, but uh, <laughs> that's that's a little difficult in our lead. Um, but we have our goals. You know, we want to keep an opponent under 17 points if we can. Um, uh, you know, we hadn't had a, a total amount of yards. It's probably per attempt more than anything per pass attempt 5.5 and per run attempt somewhere um, lower than that 2.5 2.8 or something like that but you know that's kind of been our goal but i think it's tough i think it's tough i think you know 20 probably be more more realistic um but yeah 17 that's some really good defense to stop some people at this point 17 so 20 will probably be more realistic and that's something that we'll look at that we look go through the offseason and i would agree with coach robinson At, at this era in this era pass happy you know, spread heavy offenses, a lot of up-tempo, you're defending more plays. You know, it's kind of a sliding scale on how well you play defensively, which is part of the reason so many defensive coaches, knowing the odds are against them in terms of rules and just how sophisticated the offensive schemes have become, the coaching the young players get, 
uh, right down through middle school in terms of throwing the football more than ever before. So, Coach Robinson knows what he's up against. So, maybe you should look at, you know, let's, let's try to give up less than three touchdowns uh, in a ball game. That makes a lot of sense. But, however it happens, uh, South Carolina has to be a little bit better defensively this season. Now, how are they going to do that? Now, we just mentioned that South Carolina is going to be a little bit more veteran on the back end, and we understand that. And J.C. Horn is going to be one of the key players back there. Well, here's Coach Rob talking about how often the Gamecocks have been playing what he calls regular, uh, the 4-3 alignment with three traditional linebackers, like you know the Will on the weak side, the strong side Sam, and the Mike linebacker, middle linebacker. That's Ernest Jones. We know that. But more importantly, what's the balancing act for South Carolina when you're watching them this coming season? What's the balancing act for Traveris Robinson of getting his best 11 athletes out there versus what the offenses of you know offensive alignments you're going to see from the opponents? As I said, in a spread-heavy pass-first era. How we're playing right now, Ernest Jones is playing at the mic. You know, you look at Sherrod with a combination of Damani Staley playing at the wheel, and then whoever's not at the wheel playing at the Sam. You know, doing all those things like that, just trying to get those guys to be able to be versatile and play teams. We played more regular last year than we ever played with a Sam on the field. I want to say it was almost 29 to 30 percent of the time we played regular, and that's a lot different than what we've been in the past, and it'll probably be a little more this year. So we just got to figure out who's going to be the Sam, who's going to be the Will. But, I, you know, Damani did a good job. So the first week we did it with Sherrod and let him play some Sam and let him play some Will. And then this week we'll do it with Damani. First two years we were hurt on the perimeter plays outside, bubbles, screens, quick screens, things like that. People are getting the ball out fast, and then sometimes we get outmatched when they put the tight end to the field and they block our nickel pretty good. You know, he's a DB, he's a littler guy. Um, so now, you know, we play with a Sam, we play with a Damani, we play with, you know, guys like that, a Jamar Brown. We can set an edge of a defense and, and be able to do some of the different things that we're doing. Now, there is some youth on the, you know, up front for South Carolina. So that's going to play into this role as well. What alignments that allows the Gamecocks to play? How much nickel? How much what Coach Robinson calls regular? Now, on the defensive line, I, I think we all agree. Zach Pickens, he'd better be a star. That was such a celebration for South Carolina to land five-star recruit Zach Pickens. So here's Coach Rob on Zach Pickens' future on the D-line, how his potential compares to that of presumptive first-rounder Javon Kinlaw, and what spot on the line Pickens is going to occupy. I would hope he's better inside. We need him to play inside. We need him to be really good inside. You know, Zach's over 300 pounds now. Um, so he's going to play inside for us, and he'll play, you know, three technique. He'll play some shade. He'll play some different things on the front. And, you know, he's able to do that because he's a very physical and athletic guy. And he got to continue to learn the scheme and continue to learn how we want to play. Defense, we've been showing a lot of clips of Javon playing. And he. the good thing is when you, you come in and you got good players in front of you, you know what it's supposed to look like. A lot of times when you're a young player, you don't know what it looks like. You don't know what good is. And um, he was able to see good firsthand, see how he practiced, see how he worked, see how he carried himself in the building, outside the building, and all those things was very good. So he set a positive example for him, and we're excited about it. And I, and I believe that, that Zach's seen the way, and it's up to him now to do it. So there's some high hopes for Zach Pickens. I think he's going to be a different kind of player than Javon Kinlaw, but he could be a disruptive force. But the fact he's over 300 pounds, he's doing what the coaches and the strength and conditioning staff are asking him to do. He's becoming a defensive tackle. Will he be a force in the SEC the way Javon Kinlaw was? Probably not in his sophomore season, 
but maybe by the time he leaves campus at South Carolina, you'll be looking at another first-round defensive tackle. Well, Pickens was a five-star guy coming out of high school. So is Jordan Birch. And now Birch isn't there with the team yet, but we couldn't help ourselves uh, from asking Coach Rob about the idea, you know, Pickens and Birch playing beside each other on that defensive line. What is Birch's role when he does make it to campus? Um, I don't know. I, I will say this. He's a talented young man. Um, don't know exactly where he fits. Um, he'll play our buck position for us, but he has tremendous pass rush. Um, he can drop when we need him to drop, and um, we need someone that can get to the quarterback. And um, we're going to put it on him to do it, but excited about him and can't wait till we get here. And there you go, Coach Rob wants Jordan Birch getting after the quarterback. So Pickens is going to have to, you know, can, can be multiple there at the defensive tackle spot. You know, he talked about that elsewhere, just about the fact, you know, he can shade, free technique, all the things the defensive tackle can do. Uh, Pickens can either take on, you know, multiple blockers or be a penetration guy a la Aaron Donald in the NFL. And Jordan Birch has got to set the edge. Now, about special teams, Coach Rob has a hand in special teams as well. You know, who's repping at punt returner right now? I had the opportunity to talk to Shai Smith, the carry and joiner. They both think that they can help in the return game. Shai Smith was all but volunteering to be the punt returner. But there's one name, and maybe it's because uh, Coach Robinson's a defensive guy, but there is one name on his defense that uh, he singles out here as the potential punt returner. Right now, we look at Shy, we look at Josh Pan, we look at J.C. Horn. Um, J.C. got to do a better job. Um, he went in the last couple ball games, didn't make any catches on it. Um, he just didn't practice it enough to feel comfortable doing it. But, you know, he's getting all the reps of doing it, and he'll be ready to rock in that. And we're going to put that on him, and he's more than capable of doing it. So how about that, J.C. Horn? Uh, somebody that, you know, opposing teams have thrown against quite a bit and thrown, you know, the opposite side of, which is, Partly what led to Israel McQuamu picking off three passes from Jake Fromm a season ago, helping to spark that win over Georgia. And, uh, you know, on film, J.C. Horn shows as the best cover guy for South Carolina. And Coach Robinson talking about him right there is, is the kind of athlete he'd like to see returning punts. Um, needs to get more reps at it, obviously. Everybody does after Brian Edwards had that role a season ago. I, I'm leaning now. You know, I think Shai Smith would potentially be the best punt returner for South Carolina. But I understand you don't necessarily want your best receiver also as your punt returner. So if that's the case, uh, you know, I'd like to see Dakari and Joyner get a shot there. We'll get to that in a minute because I actually asked Dakari and Joyner about the chances that he might be the punt returner uh, for the team this upcoming season. Now. You know, we talked earlier about it being a spread-heavy, pass-happy era. What does Coach Robinson teach us here about defending the RPO? Um, about what he reads and teaches his players to read. Coach Robinson, a former safety himself, and he talks about that, about the way football has changed. And I think it's really key for us in terms of watching South Carolina's defense and understanding what you know those defenders are seeing and what they're going up against and why the RPO has been so successful, especially early on in its evolution. That ain't changing. Um, just some different things. You know, you just look at, man, since the, probably the biggest one is the RPO. 
You know, back when I played, you looked at the guard when I was at safety. And that's what my coach always taught me. Um, you look at the guard right now, and you come running out of the middle of the field, it'd be a touchdown. You know, because of the RPOs and those guys get down the field. I saw the guard, and I was able to see run or pass off the un- uncovered lineman. Okay. All right, so if he passed that, I knew it was passed. I was pedaling in the middle of the field. If he was coming off the line of scrimmage, I was getting in the run game. Well, now you can't teach your safety to do that because, you know, every run looks like a pass and every pass looks like a run. And it's just it, it's crazy, you know, how the game done changed, and, and that ain't changing anytime soon. We got to understand that in zone defense, you know, that's going to pull those Mike and Will linebackers out of the middle of the field, and we got to squeeze the slants with the flat players. Normally you never had to do that. Um, but I know that's not changing, and um, we have to adapt to it, and um, we have to adapt to the targeting rules. We got to adapt to all that, and it's for the safety of the game as well. So we got to continue to do a better job of, of doing it, and we got to do a better job of coaching. And you can tell, you can see how different difficult that would be for a player who, who just has played a key his whole life and then he has to to switch up um, and, and read body language completely differently. And then and Coach Robinson has to teach that and, and know it's, it's not going to change. Finally, last thing here, because everybody's getting asked about Mike Bobo, you know, who he is, his coaching style, and I think maybe Coach Robinson being on the opposite end. You know, he's the first one going against Mike Bobo as the offensive coordinator for South Carolina. He's the first one that's going to tangle wits, uh, match wits with Mike Bobo and try to tangle uh, entangle the, the game plans, what he's doing and what Mike Bobo's doing. And so what are his impressions of what Mike Bobo brings to the table from an offensive standpoint and how difficult is it to game plan against on the fly? He's really good. Um, he does a really good job. Um, he gives you multiple looks, different personnel groupings, different tempos. He's um, been very excited to coach against him. Um, he does he does some, some, some really nice things. We do a bunch of move the ball periods where it's not scripted. Um, we're calling it and, and like game day, like a game day, first, second, third down, whatever it is, we're playing it out. So we're playing actually more football. So he's getting a chance to call it and come off the cuff that way. And he's doing a really good job of changing it up and being multiple. So that gives us some good insight into what it's like now to be on the opposite side of Mike Bobo as he's calling plays and he's shifting tempos and being multiple in personnel, how difficult that can make things for South Carolina. So uh, we'll watch out for that coming up this uh, early on, you know, it, it, throughout the, the camp. We'll watch for that and see what we see out of Mike Bobo. And you try to match wits again against him and uh, and that personnel try to match personnel with him and let's see how well that works in the sec mike bobo has been away for a while he's been out at colorado state but certainly had success offensively out there all right so now let's turn our attention to dr rick sanford what does he have to say about what he's hearing come out of spring practice uh seven year veteran of the NFL and he's been, you know, studying it throughout, an analyst throughout in uh in college football and what happens uh in terms of the, the evolution of the different offensive schemes. And so Dr. Rick will join us in our final segment and we'll pick his brain a little bit about what he's hearing about Mike Bobo, uh the new defenders and what South Carolina should look like on the offensive side of the football come fall 2020. We'll do that in our final segment. This is Locked On Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Will Muschamp said a few things that I found absolutely uh, fascinating, one of which you and I, I know you want to talk about, 
the RPOs. That has not worked in South Carolina. Then Mike Bobo comes in, and I think a lot of Gamecock fans thought, well, that's great. Now, you know, more H-backs, you know, some two tight ends set. They're going to line up and be nasty sometimes. But then Will Muschamp, you know, almost in the next sentence says, oh, but we're going to keep many of those RPO concepts. How did that? How does all of that marry together? And maybe he's just saying that. Maybe he's just saying that it's, it, it won't work out. But what what are your view? What's your view on the RPO? And you were a safety in the NFL. If you were an assistant coach on a team, and they asked you as a defensive, you know, a defensive coordinator, defensive coach, should we employ RPOs on offense? What would you say? Well, I, I think the biggest thing with RPOs, I have no issue with RPOs as long as you got the personnel to run the RPOs. Uh, that's the problem, I think, that a lot of these teams run into. You've got to have a, a dynamic quarterback, I think, to be able to do that. If you're not, if you're not dynamic at, at the quarterback position, a guy who's really smart, really talented, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, is a perfect example, I guess, uh, you just can't run those. Uh, Deshaun Watson can run them, those kind of things. I, I just think you're better off establishing, you know, you've got to build as, as an offense, you've got to build around what you've got and make your offense what it is, okay? And, and I, I just question whether South Carolina has the talent level uh, certainly, Helinski's a good football player. Certainly, uh, uh, Doty's going to be a, a – I haven't seen him other than on videotape, but he looks to be a good football player. Uh, but I think this team needs to start trying to establish the run. You've got Marshawn uh, Lloyd coming in, a running back. They, they, they're not very deep right now, I don't think, at the running back position, but I think they've got enough talent with Lloyd uh, to to bring it to teams, and then they've got another couple of guys back there. I think they can run the football. I think it's time for South Carolina to get into a position where they've got. You know, we're going to try to run the fir- football first, and then we'll get it. You know, if we need a, if we've got third and long or whatever, we can get into a different formation. But I think they need to go back to the pro set look, uh, run the football, smash mouth it, and try to do that. Uh, with teams, and then mix in the pass. Because if you're able to run the football, Smitty, you know this, your pass will work. It will work. But you've got to be able to run the football. The only the big questions I see for the Gamecocks right now are two. Do they have the offensive linemen to be able to run the football on people? Do they have the mindset, the physicality that it's going to take for this team to be successful uh, and win football games next year. The second thing I think you have to look at with South Carolina is the wide receiver position. Wide receivers, they are thin right now, very thin. I think this is a perfect example for uh, a, a, a pure freshman to come in and be able to crack the lineup and, and, and get a lot of pe- playing time. I just don't know that South Carolina has people – that can get down the field outside of Shy Smith right now. We don't know. I mean, we've seen Ortre Smith. We've seen, uh, you know, the injury factor with him, bite him as well. One thing I know they've done in spring practice is they've worked on that, uh, their speed. Uh, it's, more been, it's been more plyometric. They've gotten away from a lot of that heavy, heavy lifting that they were doing. Uh, and uh, I think that probably contributed to a lot of their hamstring problems. I think this team needs to, to get faster, and, and that's the name of football right now. You've got to be fast. You've got to be quick. Um, it's not necessarily the heaviest guy that's going to carry you uh, to victory lane every week. 
And what would you do with Dakarian Joyner? I mean, knowing that he said, all right, I'm willing, I'm a wide receiver, I'll do what you want. I've said I thought he'd be interesting perhaps as a punt returner, maybe take pressure off Shy Smith, let Shy be the number one receiver, and, and maybe Joyner can help you there. So what would you do? You know, you don't know what he can do yet, so what, as a coach, would you start doing with him to see? Well, I, you know, I think they're going to try him at wide receiver and see if that works out. One thing about Dakarian, he is an athlete. Uh, that that's good. I mean, he's an athlete. He's got athletic ability, but sometimes athletic ability doesn't make you a football player. One thing you have to do is to mold that athletic ability into some kind of finite position to be able to get yourself on the field. I think they're following the right path with him, along with uh, maybe a slot receiver. Uh, something along that path, second, third guy. Um, I, I don't know. And, you know, he, he's a hard one to um, to try to figure out because I, I think one thing that he could really help you on, though, and, and, and I don't know whether they'll do this with him or not, I think kick return. I think the guy's talented enough. He should be able to return kicks. He should be able to return punts. Uh, you know, those type of things. He's got good hands, for, for heaven's sake, because he was a quarterback. So you've you got to believe he's got decent hands. Uh, so definitely, I would I would look for that type of role with him. Uh, outside of that, Smitty, I, I'm not sure. I, I I don't know. I don't think he has a future at quarterback uh, in South Carolina right now. So I, I, that's where he's going to have to crack crack the field, I believe. <laughs>